0: Well, this is going to be a different message. Are you good with different? <laughs> this is called gone fishing. Okay. I, I asked you, would you believe that I'm a fisherman? <laughs> well, check this picture out. This picture was taken in Canada, in a place so far north, you can't go any further, that's in Flin Flon, Canada, and I'm not even going to begin to pronounce the lake the fish came out of, because like, uh, Apopaca or something like that, yeah, yeah it was, it's something, it's, I was like, thank you for Lake Geneva, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I decided that I had so much talent in fishing that it must be a generational gift. Check out this picture. This is my grandson, and it was taken last month, and this was caught in a pond in his backyard. It's the ugliest fish I've ever seen. (laughs) And they ate it. Oh, And the next picture I'm gonna show you should tell you that you do not have to be an expert to fish. Check out this one. You see, all ages can fish. All ages can fish. And fishing is done in lots of places. Uh, You can fish in rivers, right? In lakes, in ponds, even in the ocean. I have been fishing in the ocean on a big boat. I didn't really like it that much. Anyway, um, you can fish from the shore, from a dock, from a, a boat. You can even fish from a canoe. Show those four and five if you would, Cadence. Thank you. That You know, it doesn't matter. You can fish from lots of places. My brother-in-law... Mike's brother, would advise you not to fish from a canoe. He portaged into a little lake, and he went decided to fish. And a huge fish got on his, and began to take him all over the lake. And he said he didn't care for that experience too much. So maybe you're sitting there in church this morning, and you're thinking, why in the world is Ruth talking about fishing today. This is unusual. And I'm talking about fishing because the Lord gave me a dream. Now, don't turn me off. You know, somebody wants to tell your dream and then you go, oh. No, you got to pay attention. There's something really significant and timely about this message this morning. And if you don't like fishing... And you don't like fish. Too bad. This is still a message for you today. And so I want to tell you about a dream I had. I thought the dream was for me. Until the Holy Spirit began to stir me and say, I want you to preach about this. And I was like, really? Okay. And so I was dreaming that I was standing on a bank. Honestly, I I couldn't tell you if I was standing on the bank of a river or a lake. There was water in front of me. And the water was absolutely crystal clear. Like, I've never seen water like that before. And I could see all of the fish in the lake, every one of them. And there seemed like I would see a fish go by, and I was like, what is that? I've I've never seen anything like that before. It was huge. And then a small one. But what's amazing is that I could see all the fish at the same time. Like all there, I could see all, hundreds and hundreds of fish at the same time. And, and there was all sizes. But the thing that was so fascinating to me is that every one of the fish, every single one of them were white. And I was so struck by their eyeballs, because that's what you could see, because you see the white fish in the eyeballs, and they're swimming by. And I could see them so clearly. And I had this, I stood there with this sense of awe of all the fish and uh, that I could see them and that they were so different. And I woke up in the morning and I was remembering all the details. And as I was considering the dream, a scripture verse came to me. And it's one that Jesus spoke and, and he said this. Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they're already white for harvest. And I believe that that this dream was really significant. And that God was speaking to me so clearly. But he began to share with me that this wasn't just for me. That this was for the whole body this morning. And so I began working on this message. And... um. One of the things that the Holy Spirit showed me was that we are in a new season. And I want you to believe that. Seasons come and go in our lives and they change with our age sometimes, sometimes with being in school or out of school. But God is saying that we are in a new season. And he wants you to grab hold of that and say, hey, I'm in a new season. And you don't have to understand what that looks like or what that means. But to actually accept that the Lord is wanting you to know that you are in a new season. And in this season, there is increasing revelation. And I realized that as I stood on that bank and I'm looking. There's revelation. I can see every fish out there. I've never stood on a bank and saw all the fish in that before. I've never, never experienced that. And there was such clarity with each fish that it's actually impossible. What I saw is impossible. And yet I saw that. And so in there's this season of increasing revelation. That means your eyes are going to be able to see things that you didn't see before. And your mind is going to comprehend things that you didn't comprehend before. And he wants you to know that This new level of revelation is available to those who seek him. And um, I believe that you're going to be able to clearly see and understand things that were not visible to you before. And it's a season of tremendous ability to catch fish. And I'm not talking about the fish in the river. He said, there is coming upon the earth this season of fishing. And he wants you to understand that with this season of fishing is coming revelation and clarity. Man, it couldn't get any better than that. It is what Debbie experienced on Saturday. She walks into a room. She's very clear that that man needs prayer, needs something. And she walks it out. That's what I'm talking about. This is... An increased revelation. He wants you to know that um, in this season of, of tremendous ability to catch fish, that even now, as a release of revelation, it makes us be sensitive to when to fish, it makes us aware of how to fish, and it opens our eyes as to where to fish. And to understand that he, this is the big part of it, that he is the one who will put the words in our mouth to say so that we actually can catch the fish. So I want you to think about that crystal clear water and what that represents. It's things being easily understood and our ability to see clearly. Because I have noticed in this past season we're like what is God doing I don't get what's happening right now what is what is he wanting from me what is he doing and I believe we're in this new season there is such clarity and understanding oh this is where I'm supposed to go oh this is what I'm supposed to do oh and just being so aware that that is upon us and um the fact that the fish were white gives us one the idea that no matter where you look, God is wanting to move in the hearts of people for you to see them. And you're supposed to expect the unexpected. She went shopping for the day. She didn't. Debbie didn't expect to encounter someone in a restaurant. And God is saying, hey, wake up, church. The harvest is ready. And I'm going to make you so aware of the needs of those around you. And not only that, I'm going to give you revelation about them. And I'm going to give you clarity of what to do. And then, to top it off, I'm going to put my spirit upon you that you'll know what to say and how to say it. If you actually look with eyes wanting to see... If you actually look, wanting to see. He's going to open your eyes to see. That's, it's so beautiful. And as I was praying about this dream, the Lord said something fascinating to me. He says, you've forgotten something really important. I'm like, clarity, revelation, the fish, white. What, God? He said, fishing is actually fun. I loved fishing in Canada. I think that's the only place I've ever been fishing with his parents and and that. But it it was fun. And we think of fishing as a lot of work and a lot of stress and a lot of whatever. And God's saying, hey, fishing is fun. And so... As I was considering this dream, I didn't understand it all as he's been giving me pieces through the days, but as I was considering it, actually a song came to me. And I was like fumbling with the words, thinking, do I actually have them right? Is this actually a song? Because it was a song I sung as a little girl in Sunday school, whatever, I don't know. And it was this, I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. And we used to sing that, and we'd get our rod and we'd put it out and we'd bring it in as we sang it. And that song kept playing in my head and playing in my head till I looked up the scripture. And if you look at Matthew 4, first starting in verse 18. It says, And Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, brother, and casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, he said, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their net and followed him. And I realize the first part of this verse put on a requirement and that is that you actually have to decide you're going to follow him. It, he, Do you hear that? He's going to make you a fisher of men. This isn't about you going to school and figuring it out and going to this class and that class. The Holy Spirit in you wants to make you a fisher of men. And he says if you'll follow him, he'll do that. He'll make you a fisher of men. And he'll it see... It's not about how good with conversation you are. It's not about that. It's not about being outgoing or extremely shy. It's about him working through you. It's supposed to be a natural overflow of Christ in you. And the Holy Spirit wants you to be someone who fishes. And he, the Spirit, he he delights in helping you. You have to see this picture. You see, as we value the Holy Spirit, the scripture tells us in John fourteen, fifteen, and 16 that he is the comforter. But it also says he's the helper. He's the one that comes alongside. He, he works in our lives. And when we go fishing, he wants to be that one inside of us. And he wants to use the same power that he used to raise Christ up out of the grave to work in you. To do good fishing. That's what he really wants to do. And so. He's the. He's the one who comes alongside. The one who makes you. You. An astounding fisherman. And so. I don't know if you know this. But there are some rules to fishing. You, you all know the rules to fishing. Well. One of the most important things is that you have to decide you want to fish. Because if you you didn't decide that, there's probably not going to be any fishing. You have to actually give it a try. It's probably the most important thing. And then I'm really sorry to disappoint you, but you cannot go fishing in your living room. It's not, it, it doesn't work. And you actually have to have a fishing license. Did you know that? You have to have a fishing license. And um, do you know what your license is? It's called being born again. That's your license to go fishing. And one of the things you really have to understand about fishing is that you can't really determine what kind of fish is going to bite on your hook. You can't say, well, I want a cod, so come on, cod. That doesn't work. It's fish when you go fishing, you can't determine what's going to get on your bait. And you have to be willing to try some different places and you have to try some different baits sometimes. Cuz not, did you know not all the same bait works for the same fish? And I learned something really important, you have to be patient to be a good fisherman. And you have to be quiet and listen sometimes when you're fishing. So I want to prepare you for where we're going with this. So did you know that there's 30,000 different kinds of fish? I'm going to show you a picture of each one of them. (laughs) I just want to check out a few. You see, they're not all the same size. And I'm sorry, but some of them are downright ugly. And some are incredibly beautiful. Can can you show me the bullhead? How about the flatfish? Isn't that a weird-looking fish? What about the grouper? This one's ugly. And there's a sturgeon. And a pike. Check out this one, a pufferfish. And there's, there is guppies. Did you miss that one, number 12? You took it off. I did. It was really a beautiful fish. And are the goldfish on there? They're not on there either. Okay. So just like there's all these different kinds of fish that you go fishing and you use different bait for, you're going to be shocked about this. There are all kinds of people out there. (laughs) There's really loud, bold ones. And there's really quiet, gentle ones. There's outgoing, laughing, humorous ones. They laugh at everything. And there's ones that are very serious. And that, and edge type of, each type of person We're able to connect with different people. Did you know that? Sometimes we just connect so well with people. And sometimes it's harder. And that's why we all need to fish. And um, God positions you to catch fish in different places. And he needs each of us to do our part. You have a responsibility to fish. And I didn't know... I don't know a lot about this, but did you know there's lots of styles of fishing? Like there's trolling and something called jigging, whatever that is, and ice fishing and bow fishing, spear fishing, casting, recreational fishing. I, I just did fishing. And that's just to name a few of the styles of, fish, of fishing that you can do. Well, Everyone has their favorite method. You know that, don't you? And for them, it works every time. And some of them even have places called honey holes. I guess those are secret spots to fish that they don't want anyone else to know because they don't want them taking their fish. And it's where they find great success. Well, when we fish for men, when we follow Jesus and become fishers of men, there's lots of styles of fishing Different methods reach different people. There's, um, And I believe God is wanting you to develop a style of fishing for men. And it's not going to look like my style because we're different from one another. And that's okay. And you're going to find a style and a rhythm that's your favorite. It's going to be like your honey hole, like you always use that. A way that is simple and touches people's heart and reaches people. Your method might be pouring kindness over your neighbor. Or sometimes it's giving someone a timely word. And sometimes um, you'll meet the needs of somebody and it gives you an open opportunity to speak into their lives. And, and there's something even called friendship evangelism. Where you spend time getting to know someone and just build a relationship with them that you can speak into their life. Or maybe you're in your face style. I don't really like that one very much. But there's all styles, and they they meet the needs of different individuals because the world is created with so many different kinds of people. And what really actually matters is understanding that Jesus actually called you to be a fisher of men. And that he is the one that makes you able and that he will help you develop a style that's effective for you. I don't know if you know this or not. If you're not big into fishing, you might not. Did you know there's a fish finder? It's this little piece, this equipment box, and you... Oh, there's a whole pile of them down there, and then you throw your hook in, catch some fish. Well, you have a fish finder. Did you know that? It's called the Holy Spirit. You see, he knows where you need to be at just the right moment to speak who you need to speak to. And he has great ability to stir your heart, to stir you up, to say, hey, look at their eyes. Look at, look at how they're walking. Oh, man, he needs a healing. I mean, it comes in so many different ways. And the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Right now, there's someone out there crying out to God, and they're longing to know Him. And the Holy Spirit knows just who it is, and so He goes, Ah, this is who I need to send there, because they're going to have compassion and love for this person. And they're going to have the right thing to say and do, and so I'm going to send them. That's how we know that He is our, our fish finder. And another piece of information that I discovered about fishing is that the bait really matters. Um, Different bait catches different fish. And so sometimes you can use worms, you can use hot dogs, you can use, I don't know. But God showed me that there's a bait that you need to use in fishing. Do you know what that is? (laughs) The bait that we have to use is called love. Love. And it has a 2 prong hook on this that you put this bait of love on there. And it's love towards the Father, love towards God, you know, and love towards man. And you cannot catch fish if you don't have the bait of love. It won't work. It has to come from a place of absolute love and care for the people you're encountering. If you're doing it because God says, I have to do it, so I'm doing it whether I want to or not. It's not going to be successful. It has to come from there's people dying and going to hell and they don't know that God loves them. There's people that are so sad and without hope and they don't understand that God is the God of all hope. That's the heart it has to come out of. And you have to have the love that just pours out for people. And you need to be sure... That you understand something. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 8 says this. And I hold on to it. Because it's truth. Because it's in God's word. It says love never fails. Keep loving them. Because the Bible says it won't fail. Keep on loving. It won't fail. Go after it. Thank you Lord. And sometimes... God might ask you to fish in uncomfortable places. He might lead you to fish in an atmosphere that you don't like or that you even find offensive. Is that possible? Could God send me to a place I don't believe in? <laughs> yeah. Because how else are they going to hear? Um I remind you that Jesus went to a tax collector's home to fish. He actually fished with a woman caught in adultery. He actually fished um, with people that were living in sin. He followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. Whatever he did, he went where the Spirit told him to do. And see, he didn't say, oh, I'm not going in there because the religious leaders are going to see me and they're going to be mad. He didn't do that. He went where the Father sent him. You see, we have to go where the fish are. We have to go where the fish are. It will be fascinating to watch how God chooses to use you. <laughs> you see, it's not about where we fish, it's choosing to fish that's important. And you have to be aware there's something about this that's really a key here. It's 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 a possible, it is possible that God's going to take you to a place that you don't want to fish at all, that because you don't believe they're worth fishing for. You see, we love grace in our lives, but we don't always extend grace to other people. And there are some people messed up out there with thinking that's not godly, and they truly believe it, and... And what happens when God sends you to somebody that's so contrary to what you believe? That's when you put the extra measure of bait on your hook. That love. That love that you have to have in order to catch those fish. You see, when the Pharisees, they came and they said, Oh, look, he goes to the house of sinners. And this is what Jesus said in Mark 2, I think verse 17 maybe, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well don't have a need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And sin can be ugly and dirty, and God sometimes uses us to bring a sinner to him. And we have to guard our heart that we do not have a judgmental attitude, that we keep our heart pure with the love of God flowing through us. That we know Father is sending me here. I don't really want to go in there. I actually, Dave was just telling me Monday night that his best place to go fishing was in gay bars, and he saw a great. Re- huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, outside. <laughs> but you see we don't know where God is going to use us so if you're going to say yes to being a fisherman you have to say yes I'll go where you want me to go Lord and I'll have a heart of compassion for those you want me to you see the Bible gives us the story of Jonah and God sent Jonah to go to Nineveh and to tell them that they were wicked and that God was going to bring judgment on them and Jonah did not want to go And he did not want to go because he knew who God was. He knew God was full of mercy and compassion. He says, I know if I go there, he's going to have mercy and compassion on them. And then everything I said is not going to happen. So I'm running away. You see, his heart, he he did not want Nineveh to repent. Because Nineveh were Assyrians and they were wicked. And they had treated the Jewish people with such terrible They had done horrible things to Jewish people all through history. And so Jonah was not interested in Nineveh repenting. But after being in the bottom of the ocean and in the whale's tummy and all of that, he decided maybe Nineveh's okay, I'll go there. And he did go there. But see, we have to guard against that very thought. Because there are so many cultures out there and so many religious systems and so many beliefs. And you have to be available because the moment the fish finder says, go here, you need to be ready that your heart is guarded and you're ready that you can speak a timely word where it's needed and that you can love, love, love. You can love the unlovely. You can love those that are in sin, not judge them, love them. God is really good at cleaning up the fish. You don't have to clean fish when you're fishing with Jesus. He does all the cleaning. That's the most beautiful thing of all. Because cleaning fish is disgusting. So I believe God will pour grace over his people. and he's telling us that we're in a new season it's a season of revelation and that the harvest is ready and he's wanting us to to be ready to fish with our hearts ready and open to what and how god might want to use us and there's um lots to consider this morning and who is god preparing you to reach you see An incredible harvest is coming. It's already begun. People are getting saved. By the hundreds in other nations, even in America, that's happening. You only hear bad stuff happening. You don't get to hear about all the kids getting baptized. My granddaughter is at Southeastern University in um, Florida. And she went to the ocean last Sunday with a friend And there was this huge group of kids getting baptized in the ocean. And so God is doing a great work. And um, you're needed. You're actually needed. I want you to look at one last picture with me. I want you to look at that picture. And I want you to tell me if three or four guys are not holding their part of the net, what's going to happen to that load of fish? You see, you have a part. You can't say, I, I can't fish, I'm not going to fish. You actually have a part. And when you don't do your part, fish get away. You're called to be a fisherman. And you have a fishing assignment. And it's found in the word of God. And it's found in Mark 16:15, And it says this. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he has made you a fisher of men. And the why you're fishing is this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him might not perish, but have everlasting life. You carry an eternal perspective within you. Do you understand that gift that you carry? And you are called to go fishing. And your sign needs to be gone fishing. I'm gone fishing. And you need to awaken to all the things I talked about today and reawaken the fact that as I follow him, he makes me a fisher of man. Because he wants to use you. And I'm going to close with this verse in Matthew. It says the Lord looks and he said, he says he saw the multitudes and even now he's looking across the earth and he's seeing the multitudes and he's moved with compassion for them. Cause they're weary and scattered like sheep with no shepherd. And then he said to us, he said this, The harvest is plentiful. That that water was full of white fish. Full. But the laborers are few. It says, Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. So I'm going to pray over you to become incredible, abounding fishers of men. Won't you stand with me? Thank you Jesus. Lord, you said, we're in a new season. You said it's a season of revelation and clarity. You said that there's a fish to be caught. So I'm asking, Lord, that this people that are listening to this, both online and in the room, that they would become so aware of the harvest. That everywhere they would look, they would see the white fish, the ones needing a touch from the Father. God, I ask you to do a supernatural work in our heart that we would become the most proficient fishermen there ever were on the earth and that day by day we would catch fish and that you would be glorified because we are obedient. We're following you. We're disciples of yours and we're going after to tell everyone the good news that God so loved them that he gave his son. So I ask you to awaken in us something that's sometimes easy to have die. I ask you to cause our eyes to see what the Spirit is doing. And I ask for, oh, great fishing success in Jesus' name. Amen. Your hand in your heart this morning. Hmm. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Go and fish.